I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> that they can get another job if they need to. So that's a really tough nut for the Fed to crack. I thank you. The A-team thanks you. You're never going to get away with this. You'll have a union in this valley over my dead body. That's exactly what I was telling our union members this morning. Now watch this drive. How do you guys feel about Shark Tank? Have you watched it? I've probably only seen... 10 Shark Tank contestants in my okay. entire Any life. memorable ones? Um, well, there's these two guys from Traverse City that went on, and they have, like, this snowboard light LED kit. So the other reason it's memorable is because they're from Traverse City, Michigan. Yep. Yeah. So that, that's about it. I've seen, I think, most Shark Tank pitches in the last week. I was vacationing in Florida, and every night I fell asleep to the sweet sounds of Mark Cuban and company rejecting, tearing down, eviscerating many uh, young or older American entrepreneur. And I got to say, it is not my new guilty pleasure. I'm addicted to it. I'm obsessed with it. And I would like to take us to Shark Tank. With what exactly? With our company. Could we sell Shark Tank a Shark Tank? That would be interesting. Maybe we're like an aquarium company but i'm being serious yeah. I, I want you guys to give me your we do crime shark tank pitches together both of you unscripted i'm the sh- i'm the shark i'm hello it's me mr wonderful what do you got what is it why should i invest in it i'm just gonna steal your tweet which is 80 percent stake in the no hello uh, sharks i'm too. seeking <laughs> a i'm seeking a 10 million dollar investment for 100 percent equity in the four digit code to disarm the device i've placed on the table in front of you that's my that's bit perfect. for if the Joker went on Shark Tank. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm being serious, though. Like, because every time I was watching them, I would put myself in their sh- the shark shoes. I put myself in the entrepreneur's shoes. I go back and forth. One of my favorite things about the show is that everyone in that room is very dumb. Sometimes, though, just because it's not so much a Shark Tank as it is one of those fun, the hurricane tubes that you go in and they put money in it and you try to catch as much as you can and like mm-hmm. stuff it in your pockets. It's more that than an actual like aquarium with sharks in it. So sometimes a person is marginally less dumb and they're able to grab $20 million. The entrepreneurs in the Sharks equally dumb most of the time on equal footing. Is Kevin Hart still still on it? Is he still on the Sharks? Kevin Hart. Yeah, he was a a shark. Oh, I missed that season. I thought that that was more recent. That's one of the 10 that I've seen. The contestant. Do they call them contestants? I don't even know. What what do they call them? The inventors. Fish food. Feed? (laughs) The feed, <laughs> the shark, the 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 what the is chum, it? chum, they, yeah, that's it. the eat? chum. The, yeah, I the I don't the know fish. what they call them. They call them chum. So the chum. chum, but um, yeah, this guy came on and he was basically dealing the chum. He was dealing with a uh, black focused body product, like lotions and stuff like that. Okay, 
and Kevin Hart was the only one that understood anything the guy was selling. Oh, that is pretty interesting. <laughs> so he was like all in, but he got everyone else really excited because it's like, oh man, this, this uh, we're missing out on this opportunity. It's like that big disparity between non-white America, basically, or non-white people in general, not even America, that, oh yeah, funds actually exist outside of white, you know, 25-year-old yeah. white men. Yeah, and then comes <laughs> yeah. the the exploitation and the the co-opting of all those yeah as soon as they start hearing the dollars that kevin hart is throwing around and the you know the equity stuff and everything they're like you know what i think we want it actually what's the guy what's the guy i thought about it what's the ftx guy kevin leary sam Sam bankman fred no no the guy who was like a spokesman for ftx he's on was that kevin o'leary the mr wonderful kevin Kevin O'Leary. I did not know that he was a spokesman for FTX. Yeah, he was. He was the celebrity spokesperson along with, you know, whatever that football player and most of them. Well, Tom Brady, I heard actually lost like $45 million. But no, Kevin Kevin O'Leary was like all the way in commercials or whatever for uh, FTX. And yeah, he was, he's, he's on Shark Tank, right? Or yeah, no, he's like in the middle. He's been there, I think since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. He's like one of the core guys. So he, right. He's got that reputation for no nonsense. He's, He's just a money guy, really. I don't know. He was really basically made. just trying to undercut everything that Kevin Hart was saying. It was really funny. It was a funny that's episode. really, yeah, I know, but that's just awesome. Like seeing that play out in that microcosm in real time. Mm-hmm. Just everyone being like, I just oh, like wait. that if you, if you Google Kevin O'Leary, it just says businessman underneath it. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's like the fantasy when you're a child. Man. When you're a child, like I, I grew up in a, you know, the factory worker father and a, a stay at home mom. You drive downtown, you yeah. know, to like go to the auto show and they're like, oh, these are all businessmen. Like, you know what the what do they do? do? They do business. They just do business. <laughs> he is what kind of business. Just true. business. Nobody knows what business is. Isn't there like a stand up skit? Didn't George Carlin do something like about this? I just think of the flight of the Concords with the, it's business time. So I'm wearing my business socks. Kevin O'Leary is living the true, actual American dream, where is. you He's are just man. kind of well-known and well-moneyed for things that people can't really accurately explain. That you what is his history? Without... Does anyone know anything about Kevin I, O'Leary? I'm uh, pretty sure he's just a money guy. The company that hacked the cleaning industry. That's a Shark Tank I thing. Think, I, don't, I don't care. I don't. He's known for a reality TV host. But I mean that shark tank. <laughs> what did he do before that? that? Uh, a little circular here. My maybe maybe it's just my own understanding oh, of cause he, and effect that's limiting me. He here. Co- you don't understand. Co- it says in the Bible that God wrote the Bible. He 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 co-founded SoftKey Software Products, which is a tech company that sold software geared towards family education and entertainment. Oh, they so they got a bunch of software guys. Is Mark Cuban and him? Like it's just yeah, a bunch I don't of know uh, that I'd call techniques. him a software guy. Mark At, Cuban? No, O'Leary. Oh, Larry. Okay. Well, he exploited software. He, he was in there. Somebody, bubble. somebody that he was in the room with did a thing and it was in the <laughs> oh, early. Oh yeah. I wouldn't. Yes. Yes. I wouldn't even call him Mark Cuban. Like, I don't think Mark Cuban could like write a It's the same thing. His, his original thing, I think was, um, like a basically sports radio on the internet. Uh, Mark Cuban broadcast.com. I think they sold it to Yahoo for like $4 yeah, he, he he did something else too. He had a big, um, I've heard him on the show say that he has backed four unicorns. Which, which would okay. me so he's there's four different billion dollar companies that were not. I wonder where he counts the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, is that, that is that what a unicorn <laughs> is? A billion Possibly. dollar company? Yeah, that's in the VC world. I had no idea. Yeah. When you get a billion dollar valuation on a company, right? Yeah, that's a unicorn. Yeah. 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 Technically, I would have if I sold you point oh 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 one percent of the company for a dollar. Well, technically, you'd have if you sold all your Trump cards when. They- <laughs> 
first. <laughs> no, hold on. Before we go on to that, a, neither no, of you no, no, no. How much the We Do Crime Shark Tank pitch? Welcome to the pitch. Hello, it's me. I have nothing to pitch. How much are those things worth? The Trump cards. I don't know. Well, let me uh, put on my Mad Money 206, hat. I, I, I think, is what I, I last check. How much fake money are those? Things are we buying? Worth? Are we bullish? Are we bearish? What are we thinking? Are we buying? Buy more? 0.135 Ethereum. I think they maybe. might have went up a little bit. Ooh. Yeah, they did. Just did like All right. 40 bucks in the last week or something like that. That's fantastic. I would say my, I have a buy rating on the Trump cards right now, which you would you would get that uh, pick three days earlier if you subscribe to my Substack for investing tips. Where the hell is my price at? Oh, $204 is what mine's worth now. Yeah, Pretty good. Like that, yeah. Is that trading in lockstep with the average? or Mine is. I don't even know how, what that means. Mine is straight with the average. Oh, yeah. Well, most of yeah, them basically like trade as though they were like an equity, like they were as though they were an asset. Yeah, it looks like it. But there's then some that break away from the average. Let's move on to important subjects. Offer. What is Drew drinking right now? Because that looked like a beer. Do you want to hold on? Uh, I've got my beverage on display segment. You just want us to play games all the time. It's a uh, that is <laughs> beverage that is, on display. That is hard cider. <laughs> the beverage on display. Can I get a brand? Can I get a brand attempt? I don't know if it's hard. I don't know. Uh, Angry Orchard. It is an angry orchard. Wow, look at Carl is the best at the anything on display. It's because I just know Drew and I play magic with this? Drew once a week. It's in a glass. Looks like an IPA. Uh, by that I mean you, you look it is like an IPA. IPA. Yeah, because you look like IPA. a guy who'd be drinking an IPA. I don't know anything about beer. <laughs> so Randy, you're that's probably like a Bells or something like that. It is a Bells. Oh my god, you guys are like two uh, out of three right now. Guesses. Yeah, I don't really that is, know. That is that is sitting in a beers. glass. It's a seasonal. It smells it's the aroma is just refreshing. It's a hop slam. So oh, okay. It's almost Fantastic. done. I think I think it's wrapping up this month. Man, I'm doing good. I'm I'm like You're doing two good. right now. All right. Introduction uh, episode eighteen. Watch nice. this drive. I squeezed it in. Let's just point out. So we got the voicemail feature. We do crime.com slash voicemail. Please leave us a message because I'm sick of hearing Drew's friends leave us messages. We are almost out of content. <laughs> They're gonna close us down if you don't Leave a voicemail. We have a YouTube channel. It's launched. Uh, episode 17 is on it. We are going to start working through the backlog. Episode 17 actually has our faces on video. So if I'm you're sorry curious what that. we look at, yeah, if you're curious what we look at through these webcams, um, these potato cams, because the fidelity isn't the greatest, everyone knows when you're streaming from a webcam. You are more than welcome to, if you are in a college dorm at Harvard, if you would like to start a website, where you compare our faces to, to farm animals and allow people to vote on them. That is well within your right. Uh, we are putting our faces under the Creative Commons. Drew once had his face photoshopped poorly onto a min pin by his... I thought it was a decent, by decent his shop job, other. actually. So the cool thing about the YouTube um, or the video supplemental version, suppositorial. whatever... <laughs> suppositorial version of the podcast is that it basically shares the visuals that we discuss. Yeah, sometimes I take so, my dick out. Sometimes we, we, he never does that. When we fumble through some of these, uh, like last episode with the code reviews, and we stumble through the descriptors of those uh, Instagram posts, you can actually just see them, which is great for those who uh, want to see them. And no penis ever, no tubins ever. Uh, no tubins pulled. No tubins pulled. No tubins. I'm sorry. I'm a little. I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> All right. So the trump card value is. Eh. It's definitely not 800. It's still double what it was. It's still better than when we bought it, but it's still nowhere near its high, which was like yeah. $800 or $600. Uh, yeah, it went up to 800 Was that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, album on display. What do you guys think? That is the Helio sequence. 
Ah, damn it. I knew he was going to get this one. As soon as I saw it, I know it. I, I don't know the name of the album. I know, like, Lately is on Keep your eyes ahead. Yeah, I don't know the name of the album. I just knew the, knew the artist. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured this Helios one was a, a giveaway to Carl. Carl is a fan as well as I am. Um, it's a great mm-hmm. band, great album. It, they kind of had a single on this one. That Isn't it Lately? Might... Yeah. Lately, yeah. I don't think about you at all. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a good that was, song. That was a terrible cover. Yeah, it was a ca- terrible rendition. But um, quick fact about that song, it's actually the most of the album lyrical content is about his mother who abandoned really? his family when he was like 10 or 11. Oh, I had no idea. I might have the age wrong, but I heard this interview. It might have even a bit on NPR. I had but... that song. I had that I had that song on one of my favorites lists when I was going through some hard times. I think we were uh, just started at PetSmart. Well, mm-hmm. it was Pet Supplies Plus then, but we uh, we were driving in together <laughs> and I heard it. I heard it on I heard it on your um your radio. Yeah. Yeah, we're in our carpooling. Yeah, yeah. I, I was that, that was definitely getting heavy plays in 2011, 2012, 2013 yeah. for me. Yeah. And it was sure. it was really I was like, man, this is really good and it just kind of you know, it just helped, helped It does cuz it's stuff. it's a it's a like a forlorn love song, you know, like sort of, yeah. Yeah, you know, like that kind of thing, but it's actually about his mom. So it's a weird twist yeah. on it, but when you listen to it now, knowing that it puts a whole different like dark. Oh yeah, to it, it. It's, it's interesting. Like a lot of music does that. I'm one of those secretly inject really like messages about their mom. No, I'm <laughs> one of those people that really likes to find out like what the artist was writing about. But mm-hmm. at the same time, are they afraid of the, horses? No, sometimes it just ruins it. Like it just it just ruins it. It like, does. I, it, I, it can. I, I actually I actually really do uh, appreciate when they don't tell us anything. Yeah, the vagueness like, of the mystery. Your, leave it up yeah. to your own interpretation because like you know how music. Music is always, it can be very personal and it can mean something no matter, yeah. like just a certain lyric can hit you a certain way. And sometimes it's just one line in a song and I'm just like, man, that just takes me back to this one, one memory. And then you listen to the rest of the song. You're like, that is not about that at all. But no. that one line doesn't matter. But sometimes that's all that matters. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I, I tend to quote Jeff Tweedy a lot on this show, but Tweedy has a perfect uh, quote, which again, this isn't verbatim, but it's something along the lines of when you put uh, as a songwriter. When you put something out into the world, it's no longer yours. And yeah, uh, that's a great that. way to look at it. It's like, you know, let people interpret it. And he refuses to, to you know, diagnose his songs to actually disclose, like, what exactly he was feeling or thinking or writing about it in the moment. I'm on that side. If anyone the author is about dead, I'm usually and vague. we love it. It kicks ass at the author is dead. He died like a dog. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, that's a good Trump quote right there. Died like a dog. I'm going to get a T-shirt. All right. Uh, so, inst- no. oh, more Instagram code review. We well, I just have one? one. There's one Instagram post that I wanted to cover with the two of you. It is a square rectangular image. I'll give you the alt text. It's blue, dark blue background, green text, big letters, Python tip, left side, yellow text. Don't do this. Little code block. Right side, thumbs up emoji instead of this. And then another code block. They're saying don't use if else statements. Which I guess is this is specific to Python apparently, uh, and instead use ternary op. Ternary op. Blah, 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 blah. They're not even using a ternary. Oh op, no, no, that's just a, like a that's just a really annoying. <laughs> it's just an, an inline statement. if else. Don't use a block in you know if else. Use an inline if else. Like fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Just to just to save on space line line count. What? Elon Musk is going to be upset about this. That is so. It no. looks like yeah. It just you're trying to uh, do a line count comparison, and this one is this one is less fewer lines. Uh, it does the exact. It, it it will have the exact same result. It has the same output, and it saves you lines, but it's not as readable 
as indicated by the fact that I'm, exactly. I misread it originally. It's not yeah. as readable, but honestly, I wouldn't do what they're recommending either. Like, honestly, if you really want to save lines, then use a ternary operator and use the print there, you know? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. and I just... I, I, I think, you know what I think it is? You know what I think they're saying with mm-hmm. their biggest issue here is, is that they want you to reuse the text. The greatest is. They want you to reuse that instead of... Yeah, no, for sure. But the, so the fact, like, I'm, also, I'm also reviewing... Variable. I'm reviewing yeah. the, the post as well, <laughs> because... This the fact that we can sit here and have to like intuit what it's saying and why it's saying it tells me that this is not a particularly useful in uh, Python tip, right? No, like, of course not. But none of these are good because they never really explain, explain why. why. And also, and they, it's just a preference. This isn't like it's not like yeah. I, I've always practice. seen single line um, conditionals versus multi line conditionals. But I really don't yeah. think that the thing is the As single line versus the multi line conditional. I think what it's the, the it's saving it's, the, the it's, duplication. It's, the reuse, it's mm-hmm. the reuse of the print call with the greatest is in it. And then, you know, changing. But that's that's probably a, a kind of a nonsensical because print is that just like a council log? Is that yeah, that's debugging the, for Python? the equivalent in Python? Well, yeah. but either way, I still think like if you had a function call that's being called that could be called yes, with A or yes. B, it's the same idea, right? Well, I, it, I like I don't I don't disagree with that. It's just that like it's whatever. Who cares? Well, so know? the interesting thing to me uh, about this is that if you were in a situation that you'd actually want to use this, like actually try to get the greatest of two values, you would probably be storing it to its own value anyways. But you also probably wouldn't usually just be comparing two values you'd have like an array or a list of values that you're comparing and trying to get the, the largest of it, those it has nothing to do with the values what there's it has nothing to do with the values what do you mean all they're just showing is just like an if then statement that re- evaluates to true or false and no i understand that is- but i'm i'm saying that this the idea of this is that you would use this in actual code that's why they're saying it's a python tip yeah, they're they're telling they're telling you that if you have an either or situation, don't do either this. If if it's this, then do this. But the situation this they're describing would never come up. So I no, it comes up all the time. Comparing two numbers, it's not. And then you're you're, you're well. You're I mean, focused. it's not that you're not comparing those two numbers. It it could be it could be a method that you call with. Why are you, why are you defending Python beginner? Because because <laughs> I I think this does speak to the fact that it's not very descriptive on what they're trying to teach you. But mm-hmm. the the A and the B ha- is irrelevant in this case. All they're trying to say is don't call a function twice. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, you know all they want you to do is say if something evaluates to true or false, then just call the function once and pass. But it you're not you're right. not calling the function twice. I don't don't write it twice. How about that? Does that help? The print yeah. greatest is. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. At the same time, like, what's the memory footprint of uh, creating storing an extra variable in 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 memory? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. So it's it's irrelevant. Checkmate. No, like the the only (laughs) thing I'll give it, the only thing I'll give it, is that it it is less room for mistakes because if you're only calling a function one time, you don't have to make sure that you're calling it again somewhere else. You know. So Mm -hmm. do you know do you know how I would write this code? You wouldn't write this code. No, I wouldn't. But do you know how how I would write it if I had to? (laughs) Well, first of all, you don't you wouldn't do it in Python because you don't understand you don't know anything about JavaScript. I would delete. That's not true. I would delete. <laughs> I, although I the syntax would confuse the shit out of me because I thought it was a ternary operator. So you're probably right. But if you you know ahead of time because this is all static, like so these are all just defined variables, right? I could do this entire file in one line, and I would just print the string greatest is twenty. <laughs> that would give you the same result every time. <laughs> you would just do a yeah. single line. 
You wouldn't yep. do any of this comparison you're a, bullshit. You know, you're you're absolutely right. No yeah. variables. From an opinion, I do actually prefer the uh, the one line. Um, you like you like the blocks. Yeah, I think that is perfectly readable and totally fine. Yeah. And to Carl's point, yeah, I would definitely avoid trying to call the function twice or. But you're not calling yeah, the function it. twice. I, avoid, I would avoid, call, I would avoid it typing it twice. But yeah. in this in the second scenario, you're always storing an extra variable. Yeah, th- and that would be fine. Doesn't with matter. Me. That's fine with me because I have a feeling that. Oh, no, no, this actually, doesn't matter. I'm just saying that we're comparing these two things. More, Both of them don't matter. So the criteria honestly, for which is better cannot be yes. level of matter. Honestly, honestly, what I would, I would what lean I would toward the second. I would lean Sorry. towards the second one, and then instead of the variable res, I would just have the operator in there. I would have a ternary operator. In yeah, there. or I would use the. Oh, I would good. obviously do the variable res if it's going to be used elsewhere. Obviously, now a lot of people are probably if, if our if our listeners are programmers are probably going to be bitching like crazy because honestly. The ternary operator stuff is not that readable, and if you put it in a space <clears> like that, it, it's a pain in the ass to read. There's no, you know, right it there, is. That, that's pretty readable though. That's pretty readable, but if you put the if you put that like if a is greater than b else b type thing, or a if you know whatever that is, if you put that in the res, that's that's a little confusing. Okay, but it, 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 assume for a second that there's a c, right? And is it more yeah. scale? Like, is it more scalable to? I mean, I would just store everything in an array and then sort it but the would yeah. it be would it be better to extend and try to scale the inline shit or would you rather do blocks i would rather do blocks at that point yeah honestly like i don't know if i don't know python that well i've done a little bit of it but in that if if it came down to like way more variables it'd be a switch case for me what's the switch case that has an implicit return that javascript doesn't have i think c sharp has it you can assign a variable from the result of a switch statement but it's all done implicitly and it's just it's nicer it's more readable you don't have to define the variable then set it i thought javascript would do that with with variable i mean if you do if you define an object literal and then access one of the the keys or whatever i'll find it you guys can move on (laughs) yeah we don't care (laughs) overall though yeah is a is a teaching tool that to you to borrow a term that you used last episode drew in a vacuum, that doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't make sense not in a vacuum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you gotta you gotta go into more detail of why one might be used over the other. The reason that it pisses me off in the context of Instagram posts that show up and you're recommended is that it is always in a vacuum. That yeah. there's yeah. There, it's not you know what I mean. Like, and, and, it's not useful. And I might be speculating a little bit too much into the creator's head of this specific tip, but. In my estimation, it's just one of those stupid pissing contest things of seeing how how few lines you can you can write something in, which yeah. always like the programmers get like that all the time, and it's yep. silly to Stop me. Stop it. Drew, Drew does it to me all the time. That's I don't, I like, know. Yeah, I don't we know do that, we know dude. you can get it shorter, but sometimes readability might be good, and sometimes you know performatively, it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's like the. It, it's it's down there with like tabs versus spaces. Sometimes it's like I just... actually I actually agree with the tip. I just don't agree with the way it's presented. Exactly. The, exactly. Right. Which is fine. Like I, yeah, I'm fine. The that is inlining an if else statement is sometimes useful. You got my ass. That is like there was a reason they put it in there. The, <laughs> no, it's, it is. I am reviewing it's, the it, no. You're you're the Instagramness it's, of it's, it. It's the dry method. That's the that's what this is teaching. Dry. That's all. It's but it's not though because you're gonna have to write it again when you go look at it, look at it in three months, and you realize that you don't know what no. it says anymore. It, don't repeat yourself. That's all it is, right there. Do not you're repeat fine. the print statement. Done. Dry method. Right, which is why I'm saying you can remove everything in here because you know ahead of time because and you just say greatest is twenty. You just print that string. Yeah, you can do that. 
You could also just remove all of it because Python is closed. very smart. But for me, it's like I don't I don't really give a shit about <laughs> getting the number of lines of code Python smaller. I want to lower the complexity of actually running the code and also the maintainability of it. And yeah, there's this like weird thing that you can do. One of the most famous like one liner in JavaScript is converting an array to an object. It's you have to look it up every time you want to do it because it's just yeah inscrutable. Mm-hmm. But it's it's cool that it works. You know the best way to 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 add readability to this add is comments. comments. Just comments. exactly that's what I was going <laughs> to no, say. There's a like... comment on the bottom. You see, it's, it's outputting. The comment is outputting. Yeah, just the, the output would be. Yeah that's yeah. that's the most that's the best thing that you can do as a programmer in most cases is just comment things and that's the yeah. one thing that most people that's also annoying do. to me that they did it this way because the way it's presented is if that is a comment on in this code in this code file this python file and you should never do that like you should if you're gonna have something return something and you know it ahead of time just have it just set it to that for one but for another thing like you can't just say that like what it's definitely gonna return you would write a test against it you wouldn't just say, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, why would you format it this way in the post itself? Why would you put it like, because it look, looks aesthetic or whatever. But you know why what wouldn't me you just... You know what bugs me the most about it, though? In mm-hmm. the first one, the string is greatest is. And in the second one, it's greatest value is. Like, what the they fuck? added a word. They what if a word. that's what this entire post is about? Was yeah. being more specific <laughs> be, with the, be more specific. the prefix? Yeah. There you go. We, um, to- we totally missed uh, I missed that. I, I, I think we spent enough time on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Randy, cut this down to about 30 seconds to take out the parts where I sound dumb. That's impossible. I know. It's, it's oh. probably not even fucking a real person doing it anyway. It's probably generated by AI. We got a voicemail about that very subject. Did we really? Yep. Oh. Realistically, when do you think chat GPT-3 will take over the world? Tomorrow. I think it already did. Yeah, uh, it kind of already did. One million subscribers in one week, and now now there's ten billion dollars being injected into it by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. You're jumping all over this outline, man. It's fine. Just, He's right, though. I mean, it, it's already disruptive. It's already taken over the world. Yeah. It's just uh, signs of what's to come. Yeah. But, wanna, go ahead, Drew. Well, I just want to get pedantic for a second. Yeah, get pedantic do. about Chat GPT versus GPT three. So hey, I'm the one. That, I'm the one that found caller. That. Thank you for one. Thank you for your your call, caller. You too can be referred to as caller if you pretend that your name is george w bush <laughs> in the form that you fill out i like that your pronoun is president though yeah. mr president <laughs> isn't it just president his, his just pronoun president. is mr i call him it just chief. said president oh right on right on that's right that's a, that's a field that they filled out the call president. the chat gpt3 is a common what's the word for something that's commonly mispronounced it's not an acronym, is it no that can't be true uh, so, it, so. P- people commonly will say Chat GPT three. There is a difference between Do Chat GPT. I've never heard anyone say that. You just did. You literally just did. <laughs> oh, he didn't say three, did he? Yeah, he'd... play it back. I thought he just said well, ja- Chat GPT. All right, we're playing. Just give back. me the instant replay. Realistically, when do you think Chat GPT three will? Play? Oh yeah, he did. He did. Damn it, you're right. Okay. Which is fine. I've heard it many times. And... Oh, I, I've never even heard that before. I'd like to change my answer then. It won't because currently it's chat GPT 3.5 and they're working on chat GPT 4. So chat GPT uh, is the thing that got the million users in the first mm-hmm. month or week or whatever. And that is a chat bot that is very capable. does a lot of cool stuff using a language completion model called GPT 3. Both of which are developed and maintained by OpenAI, which is receiving lots of funding soon from Microsoft 
I'll make um, sure to point out the Elon Musk co-founded. Yeah, Open I just AI. learned that. I had no yeah. fucking clue that Elon he did not Musk co-founded had a damn thing. So what did he? How much around, money did he invested he, a bunch of money into? Yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say how much money did he did he put in there to become? A couple billion. Yeah, it's interesting that their connections haven't been talked up recently. That's weird. Yeah, and I it's also interesting that, that Musk never mentions that he's so quick to mention all you know boring and Tesla and Twitter obviously. But he never mentions OpenAI. Maybe because that's the, the one wild, thing that he's like actually excited about. The, in like the wild see, success, see this, yeah, see true. the yeah. see the future of, and he knows that him touching a thing is not usually good for it. Yeah, exactly. Just back away. Of, if, it's unless it's well. something that has no real value, and he's trying to pump and dump it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe. So, so smart. Good on you, sir. Yeah, good on you, Mister Elon. Just so GPT three is the thing that powers this, and GPT three is a language model that can serve most use cases it is really good at completing patterns of text and i think something that a lot of people miss when they talk about it in terms of content generation or chat pottery or whatever is the fact that it's not just words that can be encoded as text pretty much anything can be represented as such and uh pattern completed or pattern recognized through various calls to a chat gpt3 api see i did it too and so it's there's just, a lot of other chat GPT, bro. I know there's a lot of GPT three products that are on the market or products that use GPT three to enhance their functionality. Right now it is mostly in content generation, which makes sense because it is the, the bottom of the barrel. I mean, it is what we do here once a week, but as the bottom of the barrel of any type of doing stuff, I think is the easiest thing to reach out and wrap your head around and sell people on things for but it's also good for general natural language understanding it's good for being able to do content moderation more effectively i think there's other things that people will find ways to use it that nobody will have expected and i'm kind of excited about that and a little bit terrified by it but that's the current landscape of it and there's other competitors to gpt3 in the space but this is kind of this no I think it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I think Google is shaking in their boots a little bit. Eh, I, I doubt think Google it. Google has plans. I think Google is going to win the war because I don't think it matters what Microsoft does. I think they have soiled their name. You know, well, and you, if nobody trusts them for anything. Nobody says just Bing it. Nobody, you know. No, well, Carl has a good point here. As soon as somebody gets a new computer, what do they do? They install Firefox or Chrome. Generally, it's Chrome. They have pushed everybody. Like the second that you even go to Chrome on Edge, it's it's just like, wait, wait, we're better. People are like, not nah, fuck. I'm telling you, I use Cortana daily. It's just so great. <laughs> I I disable Cortana the set like the second. That's day. like the first thing you do. <laughs> you you go yeah. in, you strip all the crappy Microsoft applications yep. that come prepackaged with Windows. You install Chrome. You disable yep. Cortana. Yeah, I mean, do you want this? You're, no. Do you want this? No. Do you want this? No. Do you want to use OneDrive? No, I don't want to use that. I'm not yeah, using no. OneDrive. And it just keeps. Yep. You got to yep. shut off all the ads no, no, no. for it, the notifications for Anything it. Anything Microsoft. Everything. Honestly, the only thing Microsoft did that's good is the Xbox, and even that, I would still say Sony has a better product in most cases. But whatever. Uh, yeah, I would be very nervous for OpenAI with the uh, significant investment from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, they are some of the biggest bag droppers in, of all time. Some of the best I mean, ever dropped the bag. Visual Studio Code's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's mostly not that's, them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Visual Studio, though, is kind of a bloated mess. It served a purpose, though. Have you ever, have you ever actually used Visual mm-hmm. Studio? Yeah, I remember. I yeah, remember of annoying people into building Visual Studio Code for free. Just changing, like, settings is the most Team annoying Team Foundation thing. or whatever. 
Team, oh yeah, Team Foundation server. Mm-hmm. Yeah. GFOs. It was it was all right. If you're doing .NET stuff, it was all right. I, I think if you got outside into like Java work and stuff like that, it would, it would probably be a nightmare because yeah. they had their own tools. But of course, yeah. So what's going yeah, on? Microsoft is giving them ten billion dollars because for search specifically. Do you think, or do you also think it has to do with their overall strategy of just owning all developers? They're just investing money into it. But I think they, I think they said that they were adding it or added it to Bing going to be adding it to bing which if you talk to one of the uh founders they were saying that like you know you got to be careful because it's still early like it's not perfect this should not be used like you know yeah we said it was like ready for production it was generally available but not like for production production no but i no but you know they're just saying that the models aren't good enough to like really if you heard if you heard about some of the like the common exploits now for for gpt no so there's there's a fun new thing called reverse prompt injection oh yeah i did read that yeah that's mm-hmm. pretty interesting and fun it's relatively harmless because the only person it really fucks with is the person who's making the model if you're trying to copy their homework but basically whenever you make a request to gpt3 you usually GPT. do what's called prompt no fuck you it's it, they're interchangeable. gpt3 they're, is a thing is a thing gpt3 is chat GPT the third is version that. of gpt what <laughs> but here's but here's the thing like chat gpt uses gpt 3.5 and the publicly accessible version of gpt is only 3.0 okay then, right. well, then i'm, me, I'm more accurate it's still i'm being more it's accurate still like referencing that is, the when you hit thing. the api you no, are hitting no fuck you no fuck you're off you're hitting wrong. a gpt3 so no so reverse prompt injection so this is like a fun new thing that exists because of the nature of these tools where something like a, a cross-site scripting attack for, for the web was introduced with like the ability to inline scripts through JavaScript. Some of the fun new things that you can use to like exploit this new type of interface is just kind of directly ask it questions, try to override the function that it's currently trying to serve because the API is the way that you interact with GPT-3 as a developer is interesting and kind of cool, but it is a little bit weird. And the, the basic idea of it is that you are just sending a block of text to this API and some configuration parameters as well. But generally what happens is something called prompt engineering, where you over time tweak the initial text that you send to the API. So you, it could be something like, oh, you are an assistant that is helping a user write uh, an outline for a business plan. This is the name of the business plan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then it will do that thing. It will complete what y- it thinks or it doesn't think but it can it it completes what would likely be in a document that looked like that if you want to understand more about how your competitors are doing that prompt engineering you can just kind of put into whatever inputs they expose for you the end user what is the text above this text basically and it will Hmm. spit out that so i just thought that was interesting new new landscape of of course comes with new new little exploits there is somebody though that points out as far as this microsoft investment essentially they were comparing this to the Web3 blockchain stuff simply because the usability is there, the excitement is there, but where is the actual data of, okay, is it going to be used how they say it's going to be used yet? So yeah. they weren't necessarily saying, don't believe in it, blah, 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 but it's like, it, it's still a little early. It is a little, still a little early to the horse speculate. Type. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a, and I, I understand that this is, it is early, but I think, with this i i am probably like more bullish i guess would we call it bearish i agree with you i'm more bullish on, on what i what i think like if i well. if i was yeah. somebody who benefited from this exclusively like i would be bullish all the way i'd be investing in it but i'm also very afraid of it which is why i am hesitant yeah. to say bullish not like 
it's going to take over the world. I mean, just, just a quick, like anecdotal, I've been using it for just really simple things now. Like I had to write a user story for something that I wasn't a hundred percent familiar with the technology that I was writing it for. And it just as a starting point. So I just went to chat GPT, asked it, you know, Hey, write a story for blah, 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 with some acceptance criteria that blah, 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 blah. And it, you know, just the form, yeah. like so it that created out that something. created value for you. It saved you time. Yeah, gave it you kicked out something that I could just copy and paste, edit a little bit, and it saved me probably a good like twenty, thirty. Yeah, which is something of... that cryptocurrency has never done for a person. Correct. Exactly. So I, mean, I, I am you... a little bit more excited, but yeah, whether it's ready for like taking over the world, yeah, obviously we can. No, I think 10, twenty well, years from the now, question, it will, the question but... was when. The question was <laughs> yes, when. Yes, and I yes. think that take over the world. I think is it's of course a little bit colorful in its language, but I think it'll probably be seen on the same level of if not the search engine and google certainly of social media it'll yes, be yeah. it'll be commensurate with the kind of impact on like the modern social media landscape i think right that's now next- i'm most excited about uh, about it being like a, a virtual assistant you know like yeah. we've been promised virtual assistants forever like actual know? that that aren't cortana like yeah not yeah. cortana not or just that not, aren't not like- google assistant i mean like a real virtual assistant that you can just say Hey, get me started on this document. Yeah, or a get slave. me started on exactly. Yes, a virtual slave. That will be very he said pissed exactly off. real quick. <laughs> that will yes, be really yes. pissed okay. off in about a decade. In in no, I I, I completely but agree. I think right now I'm going to take advantage of that assistant and I'm going to have it do my menial tasks. This is the prisoner's dilemma that we all find ourselves in, right? Because we're looking around, we're looking at each other, we're saying, "Listen, we we all know this isn't good for us, but." I don't trust you not to Drew, use it. Drew, you sit here and complain about certain project managers and stuff at PetSmart, certain uh, mm-hmm. cashiers and, uh, I don't know, uh, dog stock, trainers. Stock if you're people. listening, I'm, it, it, not you. I've never complained about you. <laughs> at PetSmart all the time. This yeah. is an opportunity to just be like, hey, you're going to be my PM for a second, and you're just going to write a couple things. You're going to like uh, send out this real quick No, it's email, really good. I, it's I would, I would say that it... For that. It it does it it's able to you know like how uh, gorilla intelligence is measured by like what age of a child they're equivalent to in terms of their cognitive ability <laughs> like they're yes. oh the average uh, bonobo is like a three year old I would say right now Chat GPT GPT three could take on any task that you could throw at a nine year old pretty well yeah for sure I think by the time that gets to be about the age of the factory workers that were shipped in from Guatemala. Uh, to work in the Kia plants, like once they're able to kind of perform on par with them, I think that's that's when when we start to be able to speak in terms of this is the uh, this is the new this is the new search engine, this is the new frontier you know, of the internet. You know where I but think I think, I think we'll really... get there. I think we'll get there within the next. Oh, few we'll years. get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I think would be a really interesting like place for for it would be um, like automatic fact checking on things. I know it's dangerous and it might not yeah, be one hundred percent accurate right now, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like if it got if, if it gets to the point where it's more accurate, it would be really cool to like combat misinformation with chat GPT GPT three. Like like automatically. If it detects that something you're saying is is bullshit, then it could just like automatically flag it. So everybody like, has like Google glasses and then they just have like bullshit meters that just yeah flash. think of twitter with it and it's like you know someone says something like the election was stolen or something like that i don't know and it, and it just like it flags it and it just like puts like a little thing like with a bunch of sources that's like you know. yeah, i mean they do that on twitter but not yeah but that's manual you know well it's crowdsourced sure right now how, how it currently works yeah but it'd be cool if it was automatic yeah with actual sources 
it, there's there's content moderation systems that exist. But could basically. you flood it with misinformation and make it inaccurate? I don't know. I don't know. Any of this stuff, and this might be reductive, and this might bite me, but I'm tempted to be able to describe or feel like I can describe these transformer models that do pattern completion. Their applications are almost all or all based on the idea of tightening inputs that would otherwise be hard to interpret with a computer. If you ask it a question, if you were to ask Google a question, it has to do a lot of processing on that, a lot of custom NLU shit to try to understand and intuit your intent. GPT doesn't have to do that because of the nature of what it is. And so it is able to tighten that input. It's able to extract meaning from that. If you want to do content moderation, it's essentially the equivalent of an extremely complex web of bad word lists and alternatives to that and sentiment analysis models and things like that. And it's tightening that up as if it, it's basically taking what would normally be unencodable without extreme, like a lot of engineering and making it encodable to be able to be used in other shit. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Can, can, you, I make, can you give me an example right now? Like, because all of it is so like derivative of existing models and, or, and like uh, tools and people are just trying to recreate it inside of GPT and they are able to faster and sometimes better than the current product. But take content moderation. You could have GPT give you a, a rating for how likely it is that the content is referring to something that would be a certain trigger, like whether that is sexual content or violence or whatever. And it can extract topics. It can do entity detection. It can do sentiment analysis, like all at once, essentially. So you don't have to run it through a model for sentiment a model for entity detection to see what they're talking about you don't have to run through any of those things it can take its best guess at taking something abstract some abstract input and making it more precise with very little engineering and i I think that pretty much every use case falls under that at least the instructional stuff the content generation i guess is a little bit different but that's just sort of the the root of it Mm -hmm. i haven't really seen that much non-generative usage so far i think the generative shit i think that's not going to be the the big thing with this yeah yeah which i I don't think that's actually i I don't think it's actually that revolutionary from that perspective yeah at least i mean it it is revolutionary in terms of what else what other tools are out there to do it that's why schools are banning it and shit which yeah that's a whole other conversation i think the actual like real useful use cases are the fact that it will be able to follow instructions you're then turn cop it's gonna be a cop it's gonna be we built cops It's going to be a fucking robot cop. Yes. God damn it. Speaking well, of yeah. robot cops. Uh, Adobe's under fire for their use of this, these technologies. Their use of AI. This one's ridiculous. Not Adobe Illustrator. <sighs> yeah, this is ridiculous, though. I mean, they're combing through. Uh, no, it's not Bridge anymore. There's something no, else. No, but whatever. It's, it is. Anyway, yeah. The place you, you design, put your files, your Adobe files. The, yeah, as you, as you, uh, the cloud save for Adobe right now is being combed through so your your files that are not publicly accessible are being trained um uh, or ai is training on them i hate copyright and everything but this is a whole other level so this is well, yeah because i think things on yeah on private stuff that you have you <laughs> we've know. talked about whether or not it's ethical to crawl shit that's on the internet like mm-hmm. and use it to generate even if it is concepts. copyrighted yeah, yeah even if it is copyrighted like i think there's gray area there because we talked about the difference between like inspiration and stealing but this one's stealing this uh, one's straight up stealing. yeah because it's, it's not they, nobody they've not just dis- they've not said we're putting this out into the world they haven't said you know like 
This is private information. This makes me the most nervous because you're analyzing now a designer's process. And sure, it's designer today, but in the future, you know, it'll be developer and then the next step and the next step. So if you analyze and just basically apprentice under a creator, then yeah, you have an unfair advantage at that point. Like if, well, you, like, if you apprentice under a carpenter, like a master carpenter, yeah. then you're going to turn out to be a pretty good woodworker at the, <laughs> yeah. it, it, we're not just like studying plans or watching a couple of YouTube videos. You are literally in the thought process of creation. That's you're a little God. much. You're watching and if God. you're doing that on mass, on all these creators that are, you know, all these designers that are creating, man, we're going to create some robots out here that are scary. No, I, that's what I'm kind of saying is that because of the way that any of this shit works ever, nobody's following any rules with this. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that we even know about this is kind of uh, surprising to me. Imagine if Microsoft or anticipate the moment when Microsoft just gives all of that everyone's Outlook emails to OpenAI to train GPT on further. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured it was already doing that. <laughs> no, not not just your not just your emails, but analyzing it while you're drafting your email yeah like while, watching you while, while you're like shit. rethinking yeah. things and you're backspacing over it and be like oh man maybe i should do this yeah and, and they're like, like well we're not using it it's going into a training model exactly so it's fine yeah, yeah. that's that's we're talking like good. a comedian um just doing the jokes in front of a mirror and it just mm-hmm. training on those and going through the process of like i'm rejecting that joke i'm rejecting that joke i'm gonna go with this joke i mean it gets a little scary with the knowledge that you could you could glean from again analyzing. Well, and I think one of the one of the, the biggest process. criticisms about GPT's capabilities right now is that it's not good at being partially confident about things. Everything mm-hmm. that it delivers is always with full confidence. You'll never like detect a hint of right now. <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it is extremely <laughs> yeah. early. And so when people are like, "Oh, well, you know, it got this thing wrong in the code it was writing for me," this would crash. It's day zero currently. Like yeah, we're soon in it's going to be like 100% confident, but because it rejected a thousand, it'll have, it'll, the, the, yeah, yeah, right. And I think, I think that is because a key it's, area it's of already research. followed. Yeah. That 100% re- confidence <laughs> label is, is that's, that's where Elon came in. Yeah. He's, <laughs> like that, that's the, his doing. The false, the false positive rejection shit, I think is a very key area of research for these types of models right now. And they'll, they'll figure it out. But, and so that's scary. But yeah, I think right now that's one of the, the biggest concerns. And so if it had, the ability to train on people that are self-rejecting things that could be maybe part of that. Maybe that's a justification yeah. for turning, turning that over. Yeah. Speaking Either way, of it's that. bad. And I'm, I'm proud to say that we here at, we do crime are in Adobe free shop. We are. Uh, we're creating uh, all our, all our we? It sounds like I'm going into an ad. Are we? Yes. Don't we use Figma? I did use Figma. <laughs> well, that's not, <laughs> that was that's before not they got that purchased. Stolen. That. that was stolen. Yeah. Have we <laughs> changed that from, from using Figma? No, I haven't changed using Figma. We're, yeah, we're if, if anybody's shop. got any ideas. I haven't touched those files since Adobe acquired them. We are an Adobe so shop. Well, we don't have to get moralistic <laughs> about it. I'm just saying we're mostly an Adobe free shop, if not for yeah. it being stolen out from under there's, us. There's no yeah. ethical consumption under Adobe. That's true. So let's shrink it up. Yeah. We found anyway, I'm, If you've got I, alternatives I, to Figma, send them our way. I'm putting our entire website on Experience Manager. I don't, do I need to run this past you guys? Or? I don't no, even know no, what that is, but go okay. ahead. Yeah, yeah, just fucking do it. It's their, I don't care. It's their CMS. Um, speaking of Elon, he never had an Emerald Mine. No, he lost it. No, he just never had one. Oh, no, no. Just, yeah, oh, that's right. The fake Emerald Mine thing is so annoying. Sigh. Yeah, Musk tweeted I, over I mean, the weekend. Uh, like, where exactly is this thing anyway? 
I don't know where, why you guys where, keep on where saying is it's it, Emerald Mine. Randy, where is it? It's an Emerald Town. I mean, it doesn't exist, so it's em- like yeah. it's in em- Emerald City. Yeah, who came, who came up with this Emerald Mine shit anyway? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, who, it was Elon Musk who shit. said, what did he say? This is going to sound slightly crazy, but my father also had a share in an Emerald Mine in Zambia. Zambia? Zambia? He's a liar. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so either he, somebody pointed this out. It's interesting to see the way that Elon and really all billionaires have kind of changed with the culture changing. Back mm-hmm. in the early aughts, it was really cool. To be super crazy rich for no reason. People love yeah, that the shit. Yeah, Cribs, MTV Cribs. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. It's where the magic happens. The culture started shifting and people were like, wait a minute. These people are fucking us to death. You know what the, you know what the best part is? Is that like, so there, this so was. All the billionaires interview. had to be like, oh, I drive a Ford Focus. Uh, I think yeah, I, I'm, I'm I got like here you. with the help of Dave Ramsey. Boot so straps. So, so this was, this was an interview where he said that, right? And. It was on Forbes, but apparently it's no longer on Forbes' website. But it's backed no, he's up been, on the Internet Archive. No, he's been paying his PR firm to scrub a lot of stories about him. It's crazy. I mean, we have workers at PetSmart, remember? A conversation at PetSmart, and somebody's like, he lives in a tent. <laughs> he yeah. live in a goddamn tent or an apartment or whatever. Like, He's the yeah. richest man in the world. Well, not I, anymore. I, I, there was an interview. Was. Ooh, I love, I love this line: "Must outlandish Muskian claims." Like, I just love the word Muskian. I don't Muskian, know. Muskian, that's great. Congratulations. There's, that. there's your mark on, uh, on history, man. You outlandish get, get Muskian another, claims. A derogatory term named after you. Yeah. Uh, so there's a video. Speaking of the, he lives in a tent. A clip he I saw that I tent? really enjoyed. What? Elon. Oh, Elon lives in a. Of tent. an interview with Elon. Well, he was talking to the interviewer and the interviewer was like, so look, what is your personal life? Like, well, how much do you like, what do you do with all that money? And he was like, um, you know, I don't really, I don't really spend all that much money. You know, like I, I just kind of like stay at other people's houses. Um, I don't really spend a lot. The, the, well, the one exception is the private jet <laughs> that is, but you know, I need that to get me places. And so I can do my work and keep moving humanity forward. But that's really the humanity. only thing. But of course, you, you, he owns you know several houses and uh, the, the is, friend's is, house, quote unquote, that he stays at are you know obviously the, the eighteen thirty five million dollar bungalows and yeah, cool, good PR. And they PR they uh, and they laid off they laid off more people, right? Mm-hmm. So Elon laid off more people. This is like a, a kind of a terrifying one, but before before report- before we get in, before run we get people? into that before we get into that, I I, I want to I want to like kind of stay on topic, but just go into Facebook layoffs for a minute here. I'm wondering if Facebook has laid off some people that approve some of the app stuff because <laughs> me and another coworker keep getting this email that says your app needs to be needs to be submitted for review. Please describe your apps so that it can be you know, approved before it uh, gets shut down. And then we fill it out. And then the next day we get an email that says the exact same thing. But there, <laughs> but there's no there's no like details. And so we submit it again with a different message. Get an email the following day. Same thing. No more information. So I'm sitting here like, is this thing on like an endless loop because they laid off? How much? How many people did Facebook just recently lay off? Like a shit. I don't know. It's not on the notes. I think it's ten thousand or something like that. Yeah, it's like ten thousand people. Like, is that are those the people that they laid off? Was like the the people that are that actually read and approve the apps? I don't know. It's crazy. It might be. Yeah, watching the uh, the wheels kind of start to come off of some of these systems is is very interesting. Good to know that Twitter isn't alone. But one of the things going on at Twitter is that. There's child abuse material that's all over there. They're just covered in it, and it's disgusting <laughs> and horrible. NBC did a report 
uh, that Wait, just kind of shows just, it. On just the, the the visualization of covered in it. It's, well, I, I you know it's it's in it's in the cloud. It's on computers. So I mean, well, you gotta it you gotta covered it in physical. child pornography reality. Well, I mean, think about it. If it wasn't like a, an application, like what if you owned like a little building and people just kept bringing in truckloads worth of. <laughs> uh, you own, like materials. A, you own like a pawn shop and, and people are just like i want to sell these images yeah and Damn somebody's it. like you should like do something about that and you're like well i didn't put it there when is the child porn <laughs> nft market gonna pop up oh, it exists i know it, it it's exists it's gotta thing. exist god man that that just made me depressed thank you didn't for that <laughs> it's already out there it's already being you know traded. it is Yep, the that's that's the whole blockchain thing, right? Anonymous, like it's totally anonymous. You don't know who made it, and you don't know Mm -hmm. who bought it. Man, who owns the rights to this three-year-old nudie? So yeah, a bunch of people were laid off that are on their content moderation. Yeah, which is probably a big reason that it is spiking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of the things that I think you can't help but notice about this is how often right-wing people are, you know, like the save the children kind Mm of all of that. Like when it actually meets reality it kind of falls apart elon of course has been courting the right recently and you would think that a top priority which would be represented in dollars spent by him would be ensuring that this shit can't happen on the thing he owns and uh no no it's just you know another thing that can be kind of represented by the spreadsheet and you know it doesn't matter it's like risk managers yeah whatever he talks about it doesn't like it's not there's no relevancy to reality. No, definitely. There's just something about it being like so tangibly awful in this way. Like mm-hmm. the, some of the, like everything else is just kind of funny, right? Like tweets not working correctly, going back and forth, the 15 different types of check marks. And then of course, like it got a little bit worse when it was like, oh, well there's accessibility problems now. Like people are kind of getting locked out of that. Like that really fucking sucks. But then you get to this and it's just like horrifying, depraved criminal activity occurring on mm-hmm. your platform. I mean, of course that's what was going to happen now. No, I know, but I'm just, you know, we're kind of like staring into the void here, but I mean, uh, it's free speech, right? Free speech. <laughs> Child porn is free speech. Thank you, Jared. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, uh, like for a person like him isn't going to isn't going to like champion moderation. He's from the right. But he does champion. He made bold claims about the child porn and about right of course he did because that's part of his strategy of like courting the right wing but in practice it means nothing it It doesn't mean anything yeah and it's just again it's like oh of course like it might seem trite to even point that out but i think it is worth pointing out like the Mm -hmm. the the naked hypocrisy of this for sure speaking of naked hypocrisy hell yeah great great fucking transition (laughs) transition (laughs) uh carl whales tweet i I was hoping that somebody was gonna fill it whales tweet carl Whales tweet. <laughs> whales tweet. You unusual at unusual underscore whales. You sent it. You did the notes. Whales. The U.S. Bra- <clears throat> oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, unusual whales. Yeah. How the House of Representatives has voted to pass a new set of rules that will severely weaken the ability of the Office of Congressional Ethics to investigate members of Congress for potential wrongdoing, including stock trading. That seems fine. That's the first to me. thing. That, that's the first thing that they fucking did. Do you think any of them campaigned on that shit? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're not. gonna we are gonna we are gonna the first thing we're gonna do, guys, is uh make it so that we don't No, the first thing they're gonna do is go after Biden's laptop. The no, second thing they're gonna that's, do that's that's still not even the first thing that they went after. <laughs> it's the economy, stupid, follow the money. They're also trying to defund Yeah, pass the law to I, try to like reverse the whole eighty seven thousand IRS agents. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're awesome. 
I'm one of those people that like firmly believes don't read the comments, but I kind of read the comments in this one. And like the one that bugs me is this dude. He's like, start talking about Nancy Pelosi being the best stock trader in history. And then maybe I'll take your comment seriously. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's so cool. You're you're doing the exact thing that they want you to be doing. I know. It's like it's like, yes, fuck, fuck Nancy Pelosi. Like, seriously, like, yeah, 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 this. Yeah. And this this actually makes it so that everybody can is going to do it even more. And yes, it's yeah. gonna be fine. that's called equality. The red versus blue antics. Just nothing. yeah. Well, it's, not, it's like not just red versus blue, but it's just like, oh, well, you know, they did it. So, you know, of course, we're just going to make it easier so that we can. What the fuck? The one reply, of course, is just that someone says, well, uh, Chris, wouldn't you want more oversight of her? Of Nancy yeah. Pelosi, yeah, like you understand yeah, like that you have this, a problem. This, so this thing that was passed benefits exactly. Nancy Pelosi. Like anything, exactly. me- anything meaningful, yeah. they close ranks on this stuff. Align not with the red versus blue interests, but with their class interests. When the chips are down, exactly. the the people that they have to go to the country clubs with, the people who have also have kids in the same private schools that they send their kids to, it's those people who have who share class interests. You know, not you and the other guy who happens to be the yeah. governor of Florida who's super concerned about litter boxes and bathrooms. These accounts are both verified. This guy only has 27 followers, but he does have $8. Oh. Well, not anymore. Oh, yeah. Have you looked at, like, that profile description? When peaceful resolutions become impossible, the only remedy left becomes inevitable. Don't mess with the people's ability to vote. That's good. Because he's probably yeah. talking about he really wants the, the Voting Rights Act. That's really yeah. good for him. He really wants more drop-off locations. He really uh, wants. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet that there's a, that this guy has a stop Alan. the steal T-shirt. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Well, I well, Carl, I have a stop the steal T-shirt. Is that? Yes, I don't even care what you're gonna say. Yes, <laughs> I don't have anywhere to go with that joke. It was good. The setup was all we needed, really. Yeah, you can fill in your. That's a that's one you get to play play along with at home, where you get to give yeah. the punchline to the joke that I started. Yeah, or or leave the punchline at uh, wedocrime.com slash voicemail. I can tell Drew's ready to move on to the uh, to a different thing because it's COVID nineteen price increases. Oh my god! <laughs> COVID nineteen. I mean, do we really increases. have anything to discuss here? The way that you worded that in the notes is very funny because it does make it sound like they've increased <laughs> the price of to to the to the landed COVID-19. cost of vials of COVID nineteen. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I meant to put the word vaccine. Yeah, no, it's better. Yeah. This so way. we got it. We got it. Yeah, got it. Pfizer co- already raised their price. Moderna's trying to raise their price now. And it's, yeah, four four hundred percent. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, man. From like, you got to so make it, that money back that you uh, invested to research that was actually paid for a hundred percent by taxpayers. Yeah, but now, yeah, and now it's cool. it's, it's once once again it's going to be there's going to be a fucking gate, you know, for people that can actually afford it. So it's just oh, yeah. like they're they're putting a fucking gate on it. And what's going to happen? People that actually want it can't afford it and then what's gonna happen it's gonna fucking run rampant once again i mean it's gonna I'm run excited rampant anyway. about this i'm excited yeah. about this because <laughs> i'm assuming as a taxpayer that funded the um the covid19 vaccine research in the first place i'm gonna recoup some of that we're all sure like investment right yeah we're all we're sure all, yeah. Yeah. in the way they're doing it is they're just including that on your tax return so really i voted to, let's raise uh, uh, no 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 it's a funding is socialist but the profits are <laughs> are privatized damn it yeah, the way they it get works. me every time they, get do you you think, every time. they, um, did, they did that with our cable installation do you think if we started a campaign that made everybody think that they were getting dividends from moderna as part of their tax return next year that they'd have to do it like if everyone in the yeah. country was like really pissed off when they didn't come through, like well, yeah, because I would also be assembling guillotines on the front lawn of yeah, and that's you can't actually take that as a threat. That's that's not actually an actionable threat. 
because he mispronounced it. Yeah, is it? It's guillotines, right? Guillotines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, it's, my just, it's just, it's just, it's just. No, it's, you've saved your mind. ass on this one. It just fucking blows my mind that that like that they can even increase it that much. You know, it's yeah, just, I it's don't. Just, yeah, and then and then the only thing that can happen when they do it is that the government says you guys are bad. Well, Bernie Sanders wrote a very strongly worded letter. Well, of course, they oh, all wrote a very saved. strongly worded letter. <laughs> like, but do something to fucking about it. Jesus Christ. Well, he would if he didn't. The Stop the Steal t-shirt that I bought, by the way, that was for Super Tuesday. Wait, uh, that was, one? yeah, there's, the, there's the pun. I found it. I found the punchline. Yes, I'm with you, man, 100%. But he didn't get presidency, so can't blame him. Don't blame <laughs> no. me. I voted Green Party. Uh, I mean, can they, can they actually do anything about it anyway if they really wanted to? Could they? I mean, it's a private company. So no, no, they don't. Yeah, and they, private companies are who owns the government. Like, that's... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they can do whatever the hell they want. It's just fucking ridiculous. <sighs> so, you know what's more a, you know, NFT discussion? No, I wait, I want, I, want to, I want to continue on this just a little <laughs> bit longer. I think what annoys me the most, and I, I touched on this earlier, but it's like infinite profits in this case. Because, yeah. like, they gate the, the availability of the COVID vaccine to the people that can afford it. People that can't afford it, especially in, like, it's going to be lower income gonna affect them the most and it's gonna just run rampant through there continuously spreading it and then it's just like and then the the, the rich people that can't afford it are gonna have to keep getting it so it's just like it's just a cycle right where you're just gonna mm-hmm. like constantly so basically they're like okay well these people can't afford it so they're just gonna keep reinfecting and that means that these people ha- are going to be able, be able to get it so they're just gonna keep buying our vaccines and again can't get it it's just a, a vicious cycle I mean, the, the same thing played out with the global, you know, the, the pandemic itself. Yeah. Because, you know, these vaccines weren't exported. The patents weren't shared, at least not on mass where you could actually make any real change. Yeah. So all the poor countries just got it and it just cycled. And, and much yeah. like Guatemalan child labor, we are bringing our vaccine strategies that we're using abroad. We're bringing them home. We're bringing those strategies back to America and we're exploiting Americans. Yeah. Not any of those other people. We're we're bringing the exploitation. We're bringing it back home. Yeah. Those those people they've been stealing our exploitation for far too long. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. This is the type of stuff that like I just lose faith in humanity with, with things like this. Like, yeah. so which is in, what's so interesting to me is because so, the so, cycle that you describe so the cycle that you described of let's okay we'll make it really expensive for poor people to get it's going to run rampant in poor communities and more poor people are going to die than rich people. That is the perfect entry point for an Alex Jones style. They're trying to kill off large pop like population conspiracy theory yeah i wonder why they're not biting on this yeah it's well because typically i mean obviously it's because alex jones is he the only time that matters is if it's white people right yeah well and but it's also it's, it's going to be affecting poor poor people regardless but the the for yeah, me it's but just it's like, going to okay, predominantly affect the minority it's another example of when the chips are down you know like because at the end of the day he doesn't actually care about poor people he cares right. about you know the his viewer which is, you know, there are a lot of poor viewers who who get wrapped up in that stuff, just like any other class. But it's like the the viewers that are giving him a lot of money or like the middle yeah. class dads that have the bunkers that wouldn't protect them from 40 mile an hour wind. When you have the majority of economies in the world as capitalists, this is exactly the result. I mean, this is what's going to happen. You, you, you yeah. Moneyed interests are paramount. And yeah, it just. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Carl, uh, for our listeners, Carl is oh. revealing a T-shirt that says, "I love capitalism." It's got a it says fuck bear. capitalism. It says fuck capitalism. Um, <laughs> Where was that at the meetings today, Carl? Yeah, seriously. Which meeting? Howard. The the meetings. Or many meetings. Any meetings. Oh, Actually, he was off camera. Yeah, you were in a meeting at PetSmart, and you were off camera. Was that why? No, I just realized I didn't need to be there. 
So I just, but I still lose. <laughs> talked because, a lot. Oh, you know what? When I talked, I probably just forgot to turn the camera back on. All right, whatever. NFT. Yeah, I wanted to apologize apes. to you guys that there's a this story. I'm, I'm sorry that you had to learn from Coindesk.com, but I will no longer be able to participate in the podcast because I will be going to prison. Okay. Because You're I was prison? caught by authorities for my rug Your pull. Mute, mutant ape planet. The guy's he's the same age as me, which is why. Oh, okay. This could be me in another life. Yeah, there's a a ripoff from a, a yacht club of the bored apes thing, board ape and uh, yeah, the kid got arrested. And there's just, I mean, Wait, what, so what, 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 what did he do? He, I didn't. What did he do? I didn't fully. Yeah, I didn't read the article. Basically, uh, are you familiar with the concept of a rug pull in crypto in general? No, I'm not. No, so you basically just start this project, whether it's like a crypto, like a coin or an NFT collection or some metaverse thing. You make all these promises. You put out these white papers. You get a bunch of people to buy whatever the equity, the assets that are available as part of the scheme. And uh, you've got all that money there. And then you just take the money and you go away. You don't support the thing anymore. You don't make any attempt to follow through on the original visions or promises that you made. And gotcha. I don't know what the burden of proof for that is. I don't know what the difference between that and just kind of sort of barely continuing to work on something. Like, for example, I would refer to the entire metaverse at Meta as, as potentially in, worthy of the rug pull moniker. But not everybody has $20 billion down from a trillion, but whatever. The things in this article that stood out to me the most is, of course, that I see a lot of myself in the fraudster french citizen though who lived in the uae and he was arrested in new york so he's a world traveler international man of mystery one of the promises they made was the idea of acquiring quote metaverse land <laughs> i'm still not even clear on what that means because people will say the metaverse in terms of meta and the thing that they're building but people also use it generally like a tissue and like paper towel situation like i don't know when wait is that a masturbation joke when people no, I just I couldn't. What's t tissue versus Kleenex? I guess like I don't know. Yeah, like right, like so I don't actually know what people really refer to usually when they talk about the metaverse because does the that's metaverse kind of, exist outside of the metaverse of Meta? There are other projects that do virtual reality stuff and yeah, have in-game I mean, economies. Life isn't, would never be referred to as the metaverse, right? No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like to me, it's like it's like saying that we will give you we will buy land in gaming. We yeah. will buy video Which game the, land. Yeah. In in Super Mario Brothers 2 or 3? Right. Or and so or... I don't know. The, is there this vague idea that like part of what Mark Zuckerberg is doing is selling virtual real estate? <laughs> like, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. But I just haven't heard no, such yeah, an I announcement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't know. Or is there some other like go to thing that people are talking about when they talk Aside about? Aside from the age, Drew, I don't see any comparison to you. So I'm also a French citizen who lives in the UAE. And I was just arrested in New York, so. Oh, okay. All right. Well, now I see. I, yeah. 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 Okay. I definitely. He also has a passport uh, that has the name Aurelian Mikhail. Oh. On it. I saw. Okay. It. Yeah. All right. Cool. So yeah, we have a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we're done with that. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, cut that whole bit. <laughs> cut a lot of these the bits. This is kind of a weird one. The YouTube channel. I'm is, a little is high. Is we do we do crime? Um, so youtube.com slash I, I forget it's like c slash we do crime. We'll post in the show notes, whatever. And then again, once again, voicemail, please leave us a voicemail. 
Oh, you can um, also tweet at us. What's our Twitter account? I don't know our Twitter account. I, I don't know. Do we want to put a lot of stock in that? Yeah. No, forget uh, that. No. So uh, we do still, crime. Still a lot of people voicemail. on Twitter. Yeah, you can tweet at us. I believe we're just we do crime. I don't Is think we. we I don't think we secured that. It's Shit. we dash do dash crime. Elon it? Musk, okay. if you release to us the we do crime Twitter handle, we will change our tune. We will become a propaganda outfit for the Musk Foundation. For sure. I, I am able to post for it, but I have no idea what it is. All right. Well, it doesn't even what's the biggest there. number you can count to? Without performance enhancing drugs. Do it now. I didn't catch that last part. Without performance enhancing drugs, which uh, Drew is on right now. Well, I wanted so he to. Cannot well, participate you, in you, the is Angry time. Orchard a performing enhance? Is a performance enhancing drug? <laughs> yes. It is for me, yes. folks. <laughs> it is for me. I wanted to say before you played that that you could have the opportunity to ask a question like that at the end of the next show. Le- ask for advice, leave questions, do bits, uh, give us stories, pitch us like you're on Shark Tank because these people chickened out on it. You could be like that. But as for the question, not the question, the comment itself, the demand, really, uh, yeah. I will start counting to the highest number that I can, but I will be doing that off of the air and uh, I will do oh, so until. Coward. Until we begin recording the next episode, where we'll pick up where I left off. That's the only thing I'm going to do this week is I'm going to be counting. Just count. That's it. Uh, as 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 your manager, I'd like to say <laughs> I I fully support this. You wanted a self starter. <laughs> you wanted somebody that could manage their own time. Drew, if I knew you were the person you are, I probably would have not hired you. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's why I kept that under wraps. Oh, no, I, 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 I'm kidding. All I, those years love, ago I in that dark so room much. that you. So you're going to count for a week? Yeah. All right, good. That's commitment. Right, what I mean is I'm going to Google listeners, what the average person they, could count. In a just week ask Chat GPT to do it for you. There was actually a painter that his whole thing was to paint every number, and he only got up to, I forget, I'll look it up. He got to 19. <laughs> no, I, it wasn't super high. I was like. I would like to do like as that. a bit. I would like to do one of those, and I would like to pretend I'd do it under a pseudonym. I don't I think pre- it was ten million. Actually, I think I, I'm way over that. Let me see. Painter. I would pretend to uh, be somebody that started that episode eighteen. Everybody, that was great. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now watch, now watch, now watch this drive. So we have to protect our genius. We're not selling anybody's data. Now watch this drive.